May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, that he may work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So different cultures in different time periods have employed different euphemisms to refer to pregnancy. Bun in the oven, in the family way, baby bump. Uh, The French will say someone swallowed the apple, which seems designed to confuse (laughs) French children. But in the the 50s, you know, Lucille Ball was pregnant as, in real life and as her character on I Love Lucy. And that was, that was sort of a new thing to have a pregnancy on there, but they still didn't want to refer to it as pregnancy. They referred to it. Uh, they said she was expecting. I like the word expecting because as a dad, that's what a, the baby was to me. It, it was an expectation, right? A possibility. A human being whose existence remains a bit of an abstraction for me, right? Because it clearly was not uh, for the person who is expecting. It's not an abstraction. Uh, Because there's, there's plenty of evidence that there is something real going on. And I wasn't oblivious to that. I, I would often refer to our copy of what to expect when you're expecting Uh, to learn what was going on in there and what we should anticipate in the weeks ahead. But still, none of that prepared me for that moment when the doctor comes up with that little slimy, angry critter in her hands. Uh, I think I still it's a person. Fortunately, I don't think I had it within me to say anything because I probably said something dumb like that. Anyway, but the, 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 the whole, the, this book that we've been reading, Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, the preacher, so we've been from, sort of does this whole reframing of the scriptures as a whole, as a story, which you might call what to expect when you're expecting, when your whole life is shaped by hope, hope in God's promises to the whole of creation. Hope in a world made new, a world radiant with divine goodness and love. A world somewhat like the world described at the beginning of that story. Abundant with goodness and life. A creation that God takes pleasure in. That is our hope. A world made new. The whole of scriptures, the whole of scriptures is pregnant with the hope that it will be good again. But as is often the case, pregnancy is a strange business. So this morning, I want to take an opportunity to reflect on the expectations of an expectant people, the expectant people in these stories. What to expect when you're expecting. And we'll do it both as a reflection on the scriptures as a whole and the story of that one expectant mother, Mary, and we'll start with her. What to expect when you're expecting. 
eight weeks. Mary came away from the angel's visit with this deep sense that the world was a much stranger place than she realized. And that has only been confirmed in the weeks since. Not that beings from the heavenly realm have continued to intrude. No, it's this being in her womb. She finds herself constantly having to make quick exits to pee, to puke, to pull herself together. A whiff of her mother's stew, for example, sends her running for nearby trees or shrubs. And she also gets these surges of anger, like when she saw some Roman soldier harassing an old man. What are you doing? said her cousin as she grabs Mary by the arm and pulls her back. He's a bully, says Mary. This is new? No, it's not new. What's new is this intolerance she has for stew and for Romans. What to expect when you're expecting Genesis? Being childless left a huge void in Sarah, in her marriage to Abraham. Maybe that was why she was so willing to go along with him when he reported having heard from some divine being that he would father a nation. She barely hesitated when he said that this God required them to leave the only life they had known. 25 years later, it felt like this promise had only served to keep her from moving on. But then, while eavesdropping on these strange visitors from inside her tent, she overhears talk again about a baby, a baby for her, from her. It's preposterous. Why did Sarah laugh? Asks the visitor. Sarah denies it. No, you laughed. Is anything too wonderful for Yahweh? A few months later, the old woman has a bun in the oven. She's in the family way, expecting. What to expect when you're expecting 17 weeks? The loose-fitting garments Mary wears only occasionally reveals the life growing within her. Like the day she made her way to the well and a headwind suddenly kicked up. Women coming the other way, their jars full, saw the curvature of her blessedness and their faces lit up. The mornings improve, her appetite returns, she delights in eating as much stew as her mother will give her. Tonight, however, she feels a swift, sharp, internal bump. Maybe it's the stew, or maybe it's not. She keeps a hand pressed to her belly, begging him to do it again. What to expect when you're expecting Exodus? Moses catches a glimpse of himself in a water-filled jar. The first glimpse in years. That, he thinks, is the face of someone who spent 40 years leading quarrelsome people through relentless wilderness. Some days he feels such relief knowing that his journey nears its end. Some days he weeps uncontrollably knowing he will be he will remain behind. 
he will never call this promised land his home. But mostly his thoughts are less about himself than about them, his people. He hears them talk, the homes they are planning, the crops they will grow. One joked that at his table, the only meals he will eat are those that taste nothing like manna. Yahweh provided the manna, an indignant friend shot back. And I am grateful, the first said. I'm just looking forward to Yahweh providing food that tastes nothing like manna. It will taste better, thinks Moses. But it won't taste like a miracle. What to expect when you're expecting week 23? A hormone that prepares ligaments in Mary's pelvis for the work of labor also causes her feet to swell. She finds she prefers walking barefoot most of the time. She is grateful for her mother and the older women in the village. She consults them regularly. There is nothing that she experiences that they haven't heard before. Blotchy legs, says one. It'll pass. But what really puts these changes in perspective is the baby himself. There's no mistaking his movements for indigestion anymore. At night, some evenings, as they lie in bed, she will slide Joseph's hand to the baby's target area for that night. Each kick causes them both to break into startled, soft laughter. A warrior like his forefather David, whispers Joseph. What to expect when you're expecting the temple? Some of the older priests responded skeptically to King David's insistence on building a temple. This tabernacle was built according to God's instruction. But they are few. The rest are thrilled. The plans are bold, ambitious, and it is only appropriate. And the time is right. Israel is no longer a vagabond people wandering the wilderness. It is no longer people with an ad hoc leadership and always under constant threat. No, the borders are secure. The throne is secure. A temple bears witness that Israel lives under the blessing of the Almighty, mediated by the sword of our King. What to expect when you're expecting week 32? There was a time, thinks Mary, that I talked with people about things other than babies. People see her belly, and feel the need to share a story. Stories about leg cramps and gas and babies. So many stories of babies. Big babies born with a, with a tooth or two and full heads of hair. Small babies carried in the palm of your hand. Mary can't complain of anything without someone recommending eating a particular root or burning some certain herb when the moon's full. She's tempted to say she gets tired of hearing it all but she would be lying. What to expect when you're expecting? Exile. So many mornings, Daniel wakes up confused by his surroundings. It takes a moment to recognize his room, to remember that he is in Babylon. Some days it's like waking up to discover you're in a nightmare. When he and his fellow Hebrews share meals together, they often share stories of home 
and sing songs of the temple. This turns out to be a double-edged sword. It reminds them of who they are, but also of what they've lost. Sometimes the meals end in a lengthy silence. Will we ever get to return to the land promised to our forefather Abraham? And if we do, what of it will remain? What to expect when you're expecting week 38? Struggling to find a comfortable sleeping position, Mary inadvertently wakes Joseph. He gently reminds her that it's important that she get her sleep. Yes, Joseph. The issue here is not that my back aches or that my skin itches or that a human being is camped out on my belly. It's that I've not made sleep a high enough priority. I'm sorry, Mary. I know it's not your fault. It's just that we leave in a week for Bethlehem. Not helpful, said Mary, itching vigorously. What would be helpful? Remind me again of what the angel said. What he said to me and to you. Remind me of the words of the prophets. Remind me that this child is God's own, that he will protect him and me. As I recall, the first thing the angel said was, do not be afraid. What to expect when you're expecting anticipation. Israel does indeed return from exile Over hundreds of years, they build a second temple. It dwarfs the first. It dwarfs nearly every other building, every other building project on the planet. And even after hundreds of years, the devastation of exile is is not completely undone. God's people remain under foreign rule. Caesar appoints their rulers and dispatches troops to suppress any hint of revolution. He demands obedience to his will as if he were a god. Israel finds the situation increasingly intolerable. They find themselves often talking about the Messiah. He will make things right. Saving the righteous and condemning the unjust. Toppling Rome and restoring a king like David to the throne. They are sure that day is coming soon. Meanwhile, Caesar decrees that a census is to be taken. Everyone must head to their ancestral home and be counted and, of course, taxed. What to expect when you're expecting? 40 weeks. Mary stands hunched, bracing herself against the wall and moaning. The midwife rubs her back. Joseph runs his hand through his hair. This is not what I was expecting. The midwife turns to him and says, get the sheep out of that stall and into that one and lay down some fresh straw. Mary cries out in pain. Hurry, insists the midwife over Mary's moans. This child wants out. The sheep elude Joseph's attempts to herd them. They're a little skittish. If we could just calm... Joseph is interrupted by another of Mary's cries. You're doing great, says the midwife, stomping over to Joseph and getting the sheep into the pen. Now, get that straw and the water. With fresh straw laid, Joseph lugs a pot of heated water over to the stall. Mary and the midwife follow. Mary squats over the pot and finds some relief from the rising steam until the next contraction. The midwife inspects her, 
turns to Joseph and nods. What to expect when you're expecting? Blessing. Throughout this series on Hebrews, we have used this morning's reading to close our service, this blessing. This blessing given to the original readers is the blessing for us. It is a blessing about being made complete, being made whole. According to this blessing, to be complete is to be like God. The God we meet way back in the beginning of the story. The God of Genesis, who creates goodness, who makes goodness happen, and who takes delight in that goodness. To be complete is to know that kind of joy. That's the promise we hold on to. That's the blessing we live under. That's the story we're living in, a story that takes surprising turns, as it did in Sarah's story, in Moses' story, in Israel's story, in Mary and Joseph's stories, yours and mine, will take some surprising turns. It may not be always what we were expecting, but it is what God is doing. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.